Hello and welcome to the Stock Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Alex, and today we're going to go over a mental model for you guys. Let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So again, welcome to Stock Stories. It's episode 25 and we're going to talk about a mental model today. First, if this is your first time listening, welcome. This is the podcast dedicated to helping you, the individual investor, learn how to make better, more informed investing decisions. And how do we do that? We do it through case studies of companies primarily by looking at the companies within the S&P 500, analyzing their business models, trying to understand their valuation, and looking at future prospects. We also go into the history of the company so that we can better understand the company's culture and where it comes from. And uh, also, like this episode, we go through mental models, which are basically thought experiments to help us make better decisions. So it's not just about case studies. It's not just about real world examples. We also need the philosophy behind it in order to better understand what's going on and how we can improve our decision-making skills. So with that said, let's get into today's mental model, randomness. Okay, so this one is a very simple mental model, uh, similar to the other ones that we've covered so far. Uh, There are complex ways to describe it, but at the end of the day, it's a simple concept. So what is randomness? Randomness is very simply any phenomena that does not have a set order or pattern, and it doesn't have necessarily like a cause to effect relationship that's identifiable it just things just happen basically you know sometimes in life things just happen right you may not have a certain cause to it that you can identify explicitly or even if there even if you think that there's maybe a second or third order cause to something maybe you're wrong maybe it really is truly random. So the definition of randomness is basically without order, without patterns, something that is unpredictable. And although this concept is very simple to define, it's a little bit harder to take this concept into account when we're thinking about investments because... I would like to believe, and I think many other people out there would like to believe that investing, quote unquote, properly is not a random process, but a disciplined process that is predictable, that if you do steps A through Z 
in the right order at the right time that you will make lots of money in the stock market. But the thing is, we don't actually know that. The thing is that markets can be unpredictable and they are random to an extent. So let's get into that a little bit because I want to talk about the real world applications of this concept of randomness. There's something called the random walk hypothesis in the finance world. And basically this concept, it says that stock prices move up and down randomly. Pretty simple concept, but uh, there have been several people who have used a lot of math to basically try to prove this hypothesis. And this concept was popularized uh, more thoroughly, or not thoroughly, but more in the mainstream through the book Random Walk Down Wall Street by Burton Malkiel. And effectively what this says is that, yeah, stock prices, there's no real way to predict their ups and downs. They just kind of move around and you have to be prepared for that if you're going to invest. And so full disclosure, like I haven't read the Burton Malkiel's book as of this recording, but from what I understand, that's one of the basic premises that Um, the markets are relatively efficient and that the prices of different securities will more or less reflect the underlying value based on how people feel about them at any given moment. So this random walk hypothesis is closely related to another hypothesis, which is called the efficient market hypothesis or efficient market theory. And there are different places on the spectrum where people fall into into this philosophy. So the efficient market theory basically says that everything is rationally priced at any given moment in the sense that if you or I say that Apple is worth $300 a share, we must be right collectively because we've collectively auctioned the shares to that price at this given moment. Versus if we wake up tomorrow and we think that Apple is worth $100 a share for whatever reason, if we collectively believe that Apple is worth $100 a share, then it must be worth $100 a share because that's what we're all willing to pay for it at a certain point in time in this highly efficient auctionized system that is the stock market. The thing is, there's different places on the spectrum you can fall with this. So in the strong form of this efficient market theory, it's basically more more aligned with this idea of randomness that um, that you don't really know what's going to happen. Stock prices go up and down very randomly and the value of a security at any given time is pretty much correct because... That's how people are pricing things in. All of the information available is being priced in to the security because of, uh, especially because of things like the internet and the widespread um, financial media and all this information is being incorporated into the stock price right away because uh, 
um, it's basically, it, it's basically known. It's, it's a brand, it's a random up or down based on how people feel. And so that's kind of the strong form hypothesis. The weak form is basically saying that, okay, we recognize that events can be random in the short term, but over long periods of time, trends can be figured out, patterns can be figured out, and the stock market is not truly random. It is based upon things like momentum or things like fundamentals, like the earnings growth of companies over time. Uh, So some people use technical indicators to try to predict stock prices. They look at trends. They look at basically different variables within the market, such as a 50-day moving average or something like that. So take the stock price over 50 days, the last 50 days, average it. The next day, you take the last 50 days average, and you look at the trends over time. And once that stock price goes above or below a certain limit, based on that average, then you declare it a trend and then you trade based on that trend. So there's a whole group of investors who use that kind of philosophy more on the technical trading side by analyzing stock price movements themselves. And so that camp of people, um, they're more on the weak side of the efficient market hypothesis because they believe that there are indeed trends that can be extrapolated from and then predictions can be made. There's also another camp, probably more the camp that I fall into at this moment, which is the fundamental side, which also is in the weak form of the efficient market theory, but approaching it from a different angle. So instead of looking at the movements of prices on a stock chart, I'm more concerned with the movement of earnings of the company and the valuations of those earnings over time and the actual business performance and then looking at that in the context of the auction system that is the stock market. And so both of these approaches lean more toward the the weak form of the efficient market hypothesis. So basically things are random in the short term, but over the long term, you have patterns. And Benjamin Graham, who is the father of value investing, he actually talked a little bit about this. He said that um, in the short term, the stock market is like a voting machine. But in the long term, the stock market is like a weighing machine. And basically saying that, you know, people will choose what's popular at any given moment, but over a long period of time, the weight of the underlying success or failure of any enterprise will ultimately determine how it's going to be valued in the marketplace. And I really like that analogy because it basically implies that truth will be exposed sooner or later. And that if a company is playing games and lying to its shareholders, eventually it will be found out and the stock price will plummet. If a company is truly successful and it's doing amazing things, then eventually that will also be found out and it will be valued more highly in the future. So those are kind of 
things that I think about when I think about randomness as applied to the stock market and investing, sometimes things are random. Sometimes you have cataclysmic events that drop the price of every stock immediately down within a certain industry. Um, This happens all the time. For example, if the price of oil suddenly dropped like it did back in 2014, then guess what happened to all of the major oil company stocks? They all dropped a lot over a period of a few months. And so this kind of thing happens. I don't think anybody, well, I don't know. I certainly couldn't have predicted the drop in the price of oil in that short time period. I had no idea. But I do know that over long, long periods of time, the companies that do produce oil and natural gas throughout the world, the largest ones I'm talking about, ExxonMobil, Royal Dutch Shell, Chevron, British Petroleum, Total, ConocoPhillips, I guess they're yeah split off. But anyway, these major oil companies are behemoths. And over decades, over periods of decades, they inevitably profit substantially regardless of whether the price of oil goes up or down. There are various cycles, but those cycles are identifiable trends over long periods of time. Now, when the cycles drop or when the cycles pick up, that, I believe, is more random. So this is just something that um, that you have to look for as an investor. So again, my philosophy is in the shorter periods of time, like days, weeks, months, even one or two years of a time period, yeah, things can be very random. They can be influenced by political events. They can be influenced by natural disasters. There's all sorts of bad things that if you turn on CNBC right now and you just started watching for a couple of hours, you would hear about all of these terrible things that are happening in the world that are sure to plummet the market or plummet certain stocks. Uh, And a lot of these things could very well happen. You know, they're not, lying to you in the sense that there are real risks in investing in different types of securities. But at the same time, a lot of, a lot of events are simply unknowable as to when they will hit. So there's, there is a degree of randomness to the stock market that you and I definitely have to be aware of if we're going to be astute investors. But we can also look and say, hey, there are certain trends There are things that we can look to. There is historical data that we can look at that will help guide our decision-making. And so that's kind of the difference. We have to know when to recognize something as a random process and when to recognize something as a pattern. And if something is a pattern, we have to understand the limitations of our assumptions because just like a previous mental model, circle of competence, if we act on things that we don't really know the bounds of, then we're fooling ourselves. So you can see how investing as a process is really just this combination of mental models that we put together and we we put it into practice as we're researching companies, as we're buying them, buying and selling them. And over time, we hone our thinking processes to make better decisions. And that's what this is all about. So That's essentially what randomness is in the context of the stock market, how I kind of think about it. Pretty, pretty simple. Uh, But 
yeah, the efficient market theory. There's you can fall at different places on the spectrum within that theory, but definitely recognize that there is data out there to show that markets do tend to go up over time, and earnings do tend to go up over time as well. And uh, so, but at the same time, in short term, you know, if there's a forest fire in California tomorrow, a lot of stocks will be affected because of their proximity to that geographic location, et cetera, et cetera. There are just so many unknown variables that could happen in the real world that we do have to be cognizant of the fact that in the short term, stock markets are random. But I believe in the long term, they are based on fundamentals. And an argument can certainly be made that they are also based on momentum too, um, which is a different philosophy. So with that being said, that is randomness. That's the mental model for today. Um, I hope you have a great day. And yeah, I'm going to keep keep putting these episodes out. I'm enjoying doing it. Next week, I'll have another company case study for you. And if you want to reach me, uh, email me at alex at stockstoriespodcast.com. And yeah, I just love to hear your thoughts, hear what you like about the show, what you don't like. I'm definitely open to all forms of criticism as long as it's constructive and I can actually make the show better for you. And yeah, I'd love to know what you want to hear and, and just interact. So with that being said, I will see you next week. information presented here on stock stories is for informational educational and entertainment purposes only you and you alone are responsible for your investment and financial decisions please consult an appropriate tax legal or financial advisor that can analyze your specific situation in the context of your goals and circumstances